Coming up in this episode, a stark conversation about North Korea's nuclear weapons. Do you believe that if that regime feels threatened, that they would use nuclear weapons? I think if the regime believes its survival is at stake, it certainly wouldn't use nuclear weapons. Internationally renowned weapons expert and former UN weapons inspector, Dr. David Kay. Not only does North Korea already have nuclear weapons, but it's putting the finishing touches on an intercontinental ballistic missile that most experts say can reach the whole of the United States. North Korea's Kim Jong-un's statement that North Korea is close to launching an inter intercontinental ballistic missile is credible. Ambassador Joe Detrani, one of the foremost U.S. experts on North Korea and its nuclear weapons and missile programs. Both Kay and Detrani give it to us straight. Coming up on this edition of Target USA. The National Security Podcast. Target USA is brought to you by TrueCar. There's something about TrueCar a lot of people don't know. Using TrueCar can also help you buy a used car. In fact, there are more than 700,000 pre-owned vehicles available from TrueCar certified dealers nationwide. Whether you're looking to buy new or used, you can get upfront pricing information that empowers, discounts off the list price for used cars, and a better buying experience through the TrueCar certified dealer network. You'll see what other people paid for the car you want so you can know what a fair price is and feel confident. With TrueCar, you can connect with a local certified dealer of your choosing so you can enjoy a quick, easy buying experience. And once you register, you'll see real price on actual inventory. And once you register, you'll see a real price on actual inventory. This is competitive pricing offered to you only by a TrueCar certified dealer for an actual vehicle on their lot. This is pricing you'll see before going to a dealership. More than 3 million cars have been sold to TrueCar users by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. So, when you're ready to buy new or used, visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. From WTOP in Washington, D.C., this is Target USA. Russia could render huge harm to this country. North Korea's secret missile capable of reaching the whole of the United States. Dangerous terrorist. D.C. is repeatedly mentioned as someplace they would like to seek an attack. Cyber criminals. Decryption successful. America has a target on its back. And on this program, we investigate the threats, the people behind them, the agencies fighting them, and the impact on you. This is Target USA, the National Security Podcast. I'm J.J. Green. On New Year's Day 2017, North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un announced they would soon launch an intercontinental ballistic missile. Most experts believe it's the KNO-8. That missile, according to conservative estimates, can at least reach the west coast of the U.S., and many believe the whole of the U.S. We spoke to Ambassador Joe Detrani, special envoy from the U.S. on North Korea from 2003 to 2006, who sat across the table from North Korean representatives trying to negotiate an agreement with North Korea to step back from its nuclear and missile programs. 
And he put that announcement on New Year's Day into context for us. North Korea's Kim Jong-un statement that North Korea is close to launching an intercontinental ballistic missile is credible. North Korea has been working on this capability for a number of years, and the assessment for many who watch North Korea is that they have this capability and that they are prepared in 2017 to test launched an intercontinental ballistic missile that can reach the whole of the United States. This would be a mobile intercontinental ballistic missile. And given that North Korea, by many estimates, has been able to miniaturize their nuclear weapons, it's likely that they are working on mating these miniaturized nuclear weapons to this intercontinental ballistic missile system, which will have to be tested. However, within two to three years, North Korea possibly would be capable of mating a nuclear weapon to an intercontinental ballistic missile that can reach the whole of the United States. So we're pretty clear on the generalities of what North Korea is capable of, but we wanted some context on the details of their missile and weapons program. So we asked Dr. David Kay, former U.N. weapons inspector, current senior fellow at the Potomac Institute for Policy Studies, to help us out with that. There is general agreement among those who follow North Korea's missile program closely that the North Koreans have a well-paced, well-developed program to develop missiles of varying ranges, including including intercontinental. Uh, I think the only point of disagreement is to whether it will be 2017, 2018, or or beyond. Uh, I would personally not be surprised to see them to attempt a test of a longer-range intercontinental size missile sometime during the course of 2017. Well, you mentioned testing. One of the one of the areas that has worried many is that North Korea seems to play sort of fast and loose when it comes to testing missiles. So are you uh, convinced they would actually try to test or just go ahead and launch? And how might a scenario play out with them trying to perch a nuclear warhead on a missile without even testing the whole process? Well, first of all, their testing program in general for missiles um, tends to be scant in terms of the way the U.S. or the old Soviet Union developed missiles. Uh, but it's metho- methodical. I mean, they have cold tests of the engine. Uh, they try to launch them. Uh, they've had a number of failures, which I must say in the missile game uh, is not unusual even for states like the United States. Um but the number of tests tend to be much smaller than we would. Uh, the difficulty with an intercontinental ballistic missile, in addition to the range and consequently the fuel and the size that you have to deal with, is the reentry of the warhead. Uh, for example, their intermediate range ballistic missiles are quite capable of carrying a nuclear warhead, and I think everyone believes it would survive reentry and do fine. That's not the same as an intercontinental. It comes at a much higher altitude, much higher speed. The heat load and the vibration is considerable. Uh, they've shown no signs of testing or even having a warhead of that type. That is something you certainly would want to test. Uh, not necessarily with the warhead, but fully instrumental first. Uh, And they're going to have issues, uh, I would predict, in doing this. How then should the U.S. intelligence community look at this, and and then from a security 
perspective, how should the nation act or react to this situation? Well, I think we all look very seriously at it. Uh, nuclear mis- uh, nuclear armed missiles of any length in the hands of the North Korean regime is something I think is a major security threat. First of all, to U.S. forces in the Korean Peninsula, to the Republic of Korea, to Japan and others in that range. Intercontinental law poses a direct threat to the United States if and when they successfully develop it. Uh, look, North Korea's missile program is designed for several things. One, first of all, to provide it some sort of security deterrence against what they view as you of the possibility of a U.S.-led South Korean attack. But more importantly, it, it is a sign for them of their legitimacy on the international stage, their survivability, the fact that their nuclear program is not going to be denuclearized, uh, they're not going to be rolled back like Iraq, uh, they're not even going to take the steps backward of Iran, uh, in their view. So that program is part and parcel of that. In terms of how serious and the security challenge, I would be greatly surprised if in the early months of the new administration of President Trump, uh, we do not see a direct challenge by the North Koreans uh, in terms of missiles of some range being tested and fired in a way and additional nuclear te- underground nuclear tests to directly challenge us. That's the way they behave. That's part of their DNA. What do you think, then, is the solution to, to bring all of this to a halt, if that's possible? We've tried negotiations in the past, and it appears as though the dynasty, the Kim, the Kim dynasty, while they do engage periodically in these negotiations, uh, have something greater or bigger or just different in mind when it comes to this in the West. And the West seems to struggle to grasp what that is. And the role of China in, in all of this seems to be a bit murky. So what is the solution? Well, I'm not sure there is a solution in the sense that we normally mean solution. Uh, there is no way uh, that we've yet discovered to make either the North Korean regime or their uh, nuclear program or and missile program go away. I don't think there is a solution to that issue doing it externally. Uh, this, this program is designed for survival of the Kim regime, uh, and so they're not going to give it up. Um, you know, you either accept that in negotiations and accept that the regime is going to survive and accept that, at least in the foreseeable future, that means they're going to be nuclear armed and that might reduce the tensions. But I don't see that as being uh, a real possibility today. Now, I think the real danger here is that the North Koreans may put themselves in a course in which the U.S. is forced to respond militarily uh, and decides it cannot live with a North Korea armed with nuclear weapons and with missiles capable of reaching not only Korea, Japan, but the United States itself. Uh, that is quite likely that the North Koreans would do not think that will happen, but it very well may, and that's a very dangerous situation. Then what about China in all of this, and especially that last scenario that you laid out, the U.S. military engaging in military activity next door? But at the same time, we don't see much, if anything, at least overtly, from the Chinese military or the Chinese government that's 
designed to stop this scenario in North Korea? I think that's right. I think the Chinese are schizophrenic uh, with regard to North Korea. They're not happy with this nuclear program and the way it's progressed, but they're not unhappy enough to uh, take the action that would, in fact, bring real pressure to bear on Kim. And I think the Chinese don't know if they themselves have the pressure to bring that would take away the one thing that the Kim regime believes guarantees the survivability of their dynasty, and that is nuclear weapons. So the Chinese are torn between the dangers uh, of it and, and the dangers of bringing pressure to bear. Uh, they've not really faced directly the issue of what if we were to engage in military action to essentially decapitate the regime and get rid of its, its nuclear weapons and missiles. Um, they certainly would not be happy about it because it is on their doorstep. Uh, but uh, what that unhappiness means, in part, display, and I think this is the real crux of the Trump administration issue, they're going to have to engage in China directly to explain to them that the alternatives are getting starker and starker. And unless they and us, can, and we can think of some way of dealing with this, short of military action, there may well reach a point in the near future where there is not an alternative. Um, this is going to be difficult for the Trump administration at the same time they're uh, talking about trade war with the Chinese, which is not likely to make them want to talk to us uh, on the Korean issue anymore. You know, you mentioned something that that gets everyone's attention, uh, even though it was just a couple of words. But I did hear what you said regarding the possibility or maybe the Chinese thinking about decapitating the regime. That's essentially regime change, regime change, essentially removing Kim Jong Un from power and his regime and those that are in it and essentially clearing the way for some other organization or person. One likelihood of that and two who would be next in line well i think the likelihood of it is not it's not highly likely right now because in fact it goes into an unknown territory partly who would succeed a whether we could be successful in doing it uh, short of using nuclear weapons ourselves. um decapitation has a in the history of international relations an, a low success rate issue uh as we saw in Iraq. Um, no, I, and who would succeed? Look, there is no civil society in North Korea left for a normal political progression if Kim Jong-un and the others around him were to suddenly disappear. Uh, the South Koreans do not appear to be terribly anxious to take over the failing regime of North Korea, even if that were possible. I don't think that uh, the Koreans or the Japanese or ourselves would be interested in the Chinese moving up to the 38th parallel. So there is no easy answer to that, and that's why I think everyone backs away from it. But if you end up in a situation where the North Koreans have deployed a significant number of nuclear weapons on missiles capable of reaching the United States, some president of the United States, I suspect it will be in the first term of the Trump administration, may well face the issue. Can we live with it? Uh, or do we, are we forced to do something even though it's uncertain as to the outcome and very unpleasant as to the consequences of doing it? There just may be no alternative, uh, no good alternative available. Do you believe 
that if that regime feels threatened, that they would use nuclear weapons? I think if the regime believes its survival is at stake, it certainly wouldn't use nuclear weapons. Uh, look, they have no place to go. Uh, so they're at the only place they can exercise the power that they have, and it's a it's a horrible society, tyrannical, uh, you know, starvation is the norm, uh, execution by anti-aircraft guns, uh, you know, seems to be a, a favorite of Kim Jong-un. Uh, you know, so there, there is no alternative. They're not going to flee to China. Uh, so if they think their only choice of survival, uh, all choices of survival are off except threatening the use of nuclear weapons and being willing to carry it out, I would not bet against them doing it. And the fact of the matter is betting against their doing it at, at some terminal political crisis means you're putting U.S. forces in Korea Korea itself, uh, and the Japanese, and potentially ourselves at some point when they have intercontinental missiles at stake. Now, this is a game which has no good outcome. North Korea says it's going to test launch an ICBM soon. That ICBM, according to sources, known as the KN-08, could reach the U.S. North Korea, according to our sources and many other credible international observers, already has nuclear weapons. So the question is, how long before they're able to mate a missile with a miniaturized nuclear weapon? That's a problem the next president of the U.S. is going to have to wrestle with. And on our next program, the inauguration of Donald Trump as the 45th president of the U.S. The security is going to be massive and perhaps unprecedented. That would include our special agents, intelligence analysts. Uh, we'll have surveillance teams, bomb technicians, uh, tactical operators. Uh, that is our SWAT and hostage rescue team, crisis negotiators, uh, evidence recovery and response personnel. And that is just the team the FBI is leading. We'll have the full breakout from Secret Service and all of the other players coming up in our next episode. I'm J.J. Green, and this his Target USA. The National Security Podcast. Okay, face it. You love to binge, you know, on good stuff like cookies, spicy chips, TV shows, and of course, podcasts. Well, that's exactly why Thrilling Tales, the podcast, releases every chapter of its amazing stories on Mondays. So you can binge on the whole thing. So if you need something else to binge on or just something totally entertaining, get Thrilling Tales, the podcast now on the Podcast One app. app 